Welcome to Food and Loathing, coming to you from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, a city that always takes the party into overtime, <laughs> as we proved with the amazing party we threw for Super Bowl 58. Oh my God. We are coming to you this week from the world-famous Golden Tiki on Spring Mountain Road, a place that just parties around the clock. They don't even have oh, yeah. to do right? overtime here. <laughs> no right? need here. Oh, man. Um, this is a place where I actually got a little head a few years back, and I haven't stopped talking about it since. <laughs> I'll never forget when they were going to give me my shrunken head here. Um, I, I got a text message from... from um, Brandon. Brandon. Brandon, yes, thank you. Sorry, I'm sitting there. <laughs> Text message from Brandon, and he was like, I want to give you a little head. Yeah, right? yeah that's Brandon. And yeah, I yeah. thought it was because like, I had said something positive about them, and he was really just being like, yeah. completely inappropriate yeah. with right. me. You know? and that's Brandon. I didn't even think about it. And then yeah. our friend Eric Gladstone, who's here right here, is like, oh, Brandon wants to give you a shrunken head. I'm like, what? He said he emailed you about it. I'm like, I fucking thought he was just <laughs> telling me he wanted to blow me, man. Yeah, <laughs> which that- is not unreasonable thing you would hear a read from Brandon. Right. So, um, man, I do love this place. So, anyway, um, I guess we should introduce ourselves as we get started. I am Al Mancini, a man who's been covering the Las Vegas dining scene for over 20 years and the creator of the Neon Feast online restaurant guide and app. By my side once again this week is my co-host, the creator of the Wishbone and Vine food blog and an admin of the Please Send Noodles cookbook-inspired home cooking club, Ms. Samantha Gemini Stevens. And then one of the great engineering yeah. marvels of the modern world, a man who makes us sound good in your ear holes, Mr. Rich Johnson. Don't get up. <laughs> How you guys doing today? How you enjoying um, being here at the Tiki? I always love the Glad Tiki. Glad to be out in public. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's three in the afternoon or three in the morning. It just always feels like three in the morning. Right? Yeah. The Tiki is amazing. You never know what time it is. It's... You know, you yeah. got dirty talking birds. You've got amazing staff, good drinks. You've got interesting it. photos and portholes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. More, more penis soft art than and... anything else in the world. Actually, <laughs> that one's kind of a hard uh, one over there. <laughs> yeah, man. It's um, an entire phallus um, collection yeah, in the is. restroom. And, yeah, and I mean, shrunken heads. Which and shrunken is heads. lots of shrunken many, heads. Many, many yes. shrunken heads by now. I'm going to see if they put the Alice's name tag you, back on mine. Yours is right back over there. Mine was missing a name tag. I felt sad. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by the Tiki's resident rum runner, Adam Rains. But first, we like to share a little info about where we've been dining recently, hoping to give you some ideas on where you might like to eat. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, despite my plans to avoid Super Bowl events, for the most part, I ended up at a lot more of them over the past week than I thought I would, and then stayed home to avoid traffic on the days that I didn't have to attend. Exactly. So, I know my partners in crime here also attended some football-themed events. So the top of the show is really going to have a lot of those reports, which I suppose won't help you find a place to eat. But what the fuck? We'll tell you what it was like being here on That's Super right. Bowl week. Yeah. So with that said, I'm going to mix things up and start off myself this week, if that's okay with yeah, you guys. Yeah, do Not it. even. I, I disapprove. Okay. <laughs> I'm outvoted, so yeah. what can I do? Well, there you go, man. This yeah. is a democracy. <laughs> On the non-football front, um, I had a great lunch at Chinglish Cantonese Wine Bar. I went with their Singapore noodles this time around. They were great. Look, if you're near Boca Park, this place is more upscale than the New York City Chinese takeout that is my gold standard for casual oh, Chinese. Yeah. But it reminds me of that, even though it's just a few ticks more sophisticated and definitely has better ingredients better technique etc um and they have very good wine whiskey yes, and cocktail do. selection we speak about them a lot here because we tend to eat there a lot and that's because they're good so i'm gonna leave it at that for now let me throw out there really quick i bought a bottle of their rare character single barrel whiskey that they had bottled just for chinglish and i haven't opened it yet but I have heard really good things, so cool. I own one. You should bring one in and we'll I will. drink it on the air one of these <laughs> days. Um, yeah, so look, they're on the Neon Feast app if you want more info yeah. on them. So yeah. just place. do the plug. Um, moving into football, I'll start with one that was just slightly football-related but really cool, and um, that was Toast by Tostitos. Yeah. So this is in the old Saki Rock space. Yep. Um, right next to T-Mobile, well, not you know, off of T-Mobile Arena by the Bliss statue yeah. over there. Right they next needed to, to give better Salt directions, Bay. by the way. <laughs> they should have just said next to Salt Bay and right. people would have known where it yeah. was. <laughs> um, and this is crazy, man. So they took this vacant space and three stories and they built a restaurant. 
three stories, three menus. There was a family-style menu, a chef's tasting menu, a lounge menu. Jolene and Nina put it together locally, so we saw a lot of um, familiar faces over there. Jenny Sue, um, the old chef Eric from Culinary Dropout was there for Tostitos. Joe Cervantes from Arepa Head was there repping Jolene and helping her, her put this whole thing together. So the idea was Tostitos, you know, they wanted a spot, I guess, in Vegas around the Super Bowl. And we already know the the Luxor has become a giant Dorito oh, yeah. sign right now. So, <laughs> yeah. like, what's Tostitos <laughs> going to do, I guess, to compete with that? So yeah. they build a fucking restaurant, right? Three stories. Um, Friends and Family Night was Wednesday night when I was in there. Um, and then they did Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. They did about a 1,000 covers a night, or at wow. least a 1,000 covers a the night. The place was huge. Totally free. Everything yeah. was free. Food was free. Booze were free. Three menus. Every dish had some kind of Tostito chip. I yes. mean, they had ones that were only available in Mexico and all this kind of shit. And, um, like, for example, <laughs> I did the, the – the, um, the family style menu, right? That's the one that I got because you didn't get to really choose which where they seated you is what you ate. Yep. Um, so like chips and salsa for the table, the Thai, these Thai corn fried shrimp, chilaquiles skillet, um, some Moroccan chicken tagine, some barbacoa arepas, and then a Tostitos ice cream taco with lime ice yes, cream. Yes, that's the menu I got on Saturday. <laughs> right? So, I mean, all, all the meals are 100% free. Um it's so much fun. Honestly, really cool way to piss away corporate cash to have a presence in Las Vegas last week. I totally approve of this. It felt like we were in the grand finale of a Top Chef season where they had to build <laughs> yeah. like a ridiculous theme restaurant on you know no, short notice right? and then tear it down when it was done. The food was all fun, I would it say. Was. <laughs> it was fun. Some of Diplomatic. it was very good. Um, but even the things that weren't great were a lot of fun. And I'm just like, this was, I mean, how can you not love this? It was fucking free. Yeah. You know, people yeah. could go online and get a, a reservation. Yep. Um, it wasn't just for VIPs or people that got invited, although I'll admit we got invited we got by invited, Jolene. Yeah. You know? But when I posted pictures of it, like I know people that went online and got in after they saw my pictures. Yeah. So it was open to the public and just like fucking rock on. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I thought it was so cool. It was so much fun. I mean, everybody was really great. I loved the lighting. And, and all of the fun stuff they had. Um, when we were done eating, uh, we went up to the third floor lounge and got to hang out outside for a little bit, have a couple more drinks up at the bar. Um, I mean, yeah, and anything you ordered, they would just bring it. We had the best <laughs> server I've had in a long time. An interesting shift for Tostitos, which for many years was the namesake sponsor of the National College Football Championship yeah. game, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. I remember Brent Musburger saying, this play here, it's for all the Tostitos. <laughs> all right, that was funny the first five yeah, times was, you said it. It was such a fun activation. Like, I, I would like to see more of that kind of stuff. If you're going to go corporate like that, like, have some fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, make it free. Make yeah. it open to everybody. Have a lot of fun. Make it stupid fucking ridiculous. It was so, yeah. And I don't know how anybody could have a bad time with it. I mean, there's a patio with fire pits overlooking, you know, the, the Toshiba Plaza yes, area exactly. out there. and just. <laughs> like really, really badass. By the way, some food is starting to arrive yeah, from, yeah. The new, um, from the new menu here at, at um, the Golden Tiki. Tiki. So Adam Rains is bringing some stuff over. He's going to be joining us shortly. We may, if you hear us with our mouth full before we get to Adam, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. it all looks good and we may start doing yeah. some eating. Um, but let's go on. Rich is going to tell you later about the taste of the NFL this weekend with some interviews. But I also attended an event at West Preparatory Academy that took place a few days earlier, and it was actually funded by the funds raised at that event oh, cool. through a group called Gen Youth. And they want yeah. to make sure, this is food related, they want to make sure no kids go hungry by providing them with nutritious, free grab-and-go meals with no stigma. That's amazing. Um, yeah, anybody can have one of those grab-and-go meals. It's not just for the poor kids. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not like the poor kid grabbing the meal. You're just somebody grabbing the food at the, and fucking right, man. That's that's yeah. how it should be. God bless them. Uh, the NFL was there. Chef Lashita Perry was there. Members of the Food and Drug Administration were there. A few pro football players presented to these kids um, this, these grab-and-go meals. They talked to the kids about nutrition. The goal when they d announced this was to supply these grab-and-go free food um, stations for 68 schools in Nevada. They actually ended up supplying 72 that had a total of 45,000 students. I was taking all these notes at the event with the yeah. students there. Um, that means 12 million meals. Oh, man. Wow. So, I mean, God bless them for that. Uh, I spoke to Rashad Jennings, who has played with the Jaguars, the Raiders, and the Giants. Sorry, I didn't know who he was, but he was yeah, very kind. Understood. Didn't mind that. And I asked him why he was there. 
I always tell people there's nothing special about me. It's just a position I'm in. And I know my, my microphone volume can turn up louder than some. Um, and I want to be a magnifying glass towards things that are important. And I do think it's very important uh, to get kids to eat right. Um, and for some cases, even eat. One, in, one out of eight children in America um, are actually food insecure. And so Gen Youth does a great job on trying to combat that, and I just wanted to be a part of it. Have you done these events in the past? Have you had the chance to interact with the kids when they, they receive this stuff? I'm oh, curious what heck like. yeah. I've been, since I've been in the league, every once, every Tuesday in the NFL, I've dedicated my time to talking to communities or kids or whatever it is. And so this is actually energizing to me to watch the kids' faces light up, you know, because they get to see somebody that they've been playing with on a video game, right, for so many years. and to actually talk to them i know it excites them and then that again my message of what i'm bringing to them is it sticks and so i actually think it's important again to talk to them about health and fitness and then to better explain the mission our friend rob cashel reese spoke to celebrity chef carla hall on saturday at the taste of the nfl event so the mission is to raise awareness about student hunger but also provide um meals to these students a lot of people don't realize the um stigma that is attached to people or kids who need free lunches and so they don't go to the cafeteria so they have created these meal carts these um these grab-and-go meal carts so that they are in like uh public places or aisles in the school so the students can come in grab something some sustenance and go to class mm -hmm. They also are providing smoothie machines. And the reason this is important is because it is available to everyone. No one is singled out. No free lunches are singled out. It is, it's everybody, it's the, the level, the playing field is leveled. Mm -hmm. And so when students have good food, that means that their brains are prepared to learn. And without food, they can't learn. And so this is when somebody will say, oh, they're a troubled child. Well, that troubled child is just not focused because they're hungry. And so we have to give them the sustenance. In addition to um, the food, also it is about the children having um, some activity. So they do the flag football. And so when you pair good food with activity, you will produce a healthy child. Feeding kids in Las Vegas, man, that is pretty much the coolest thing That's anyone amazing. can yeah. do. So bravo to all of them. And Rich, I know you have some more materials from Taste of the NFL coming up later in the show, uh, but I have one or, more, one or two more things to mention. Yeah. Thursday night, I was at the Keep Memory Alive Event Center for the culinary kickoff event for the Super Bowl week. It was a really cool event. Wine um, from Silver Oak to Charles Woodson's Intercept Winery. Uh, celebrity booze, once again, Woodson Whiskey and somebody else's, some football player's cognac was there. We were doing caviar bumps. They were giving out cigars. There was oh a band, God. a silent auction of football memorabilia. Food by Elizabeth Blau and Kim Kentonwall of, of Honey Salt, by Michael Mina, by Charlie Palmer, even though he's no longer in Vegas. All the chefs were in the house. Um, a really, really fun night. Also, um, I spoke to DJ Flores of Milka, Milpa since last we met. Um, oh, yay. About both his involvement with the Taste of the NFL's Culinary Incubators from minority-owned restaurants and about his um, James, James Beard, Beard Award. Semi-finalist. Semi yeah. No, I feel it's great. I feel, I feel uh, um, appreciative to all the community that has, has uh, uh, been following us, uh, to all my staff. It's, it's been great. It's just, it was a roller coaster in the, in the beginning, but it's, it's like getting this nomination it just feels amazing. Amazing. Cool. When you look at the other local chefs who are nominated, um, and some of them you're competing against, some friends of yours, what's that competition feel like? What's the, the vibe between you guys looking at each other out of the corner of your eyes right now? Well, I, I don't think it, 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 it should be a competition. I think it's everybody represents something um, authentic to them. You know, I, 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 I know I'm, I'm like a more of a fast, casual place, but I think it's, it's, it's kind of a response to like the people like wanting a good, good food what, what, whatever kind of dining uh, uh, situation it is, I think it's just like the community has been has been just eating here every day. You know, uh, we have lo locals that just come here to eat uh, twice, three times a week. It's just, it's, I think, I feel like it's just everybody has has their lane, and I think we're we're kind of in a spot like uh, as a, for our lane. 
Awesome. So change gear a little bit. Um, I know you're involved with PepsiCo, their Gen Youth program, all the things that are happening around the Super Bowl. You're, I guess, one of their ambassadors for a program that, as I understand it, they have culinary incubators for both the Hispanic community, the African-American community, maybe some other minority communities. So tell me a bit about that program and what, what your goal is and what you're doing with them. Yeah, PepsiCo uh, um, is partners with Acción uh, uh, Incubator a program it, it kind of highlights and it kind of uh, showcases minority you know chefs and restaurateurs and, and, and owners to kind of like hey bring them out and, and kind of give them you know support uh, programs um, so I, I was uh, fortunate to, to join uh, uh, back last year and um, they've been really supportive they have uh, uh, programs all over the, the, the you know the webinars um, with with other chefs, other uh, business owners, and it's just it creates like okay, how how do, how how can I grow my company? How can I grow my brand? And they highlight every single uh, uh, thing that you know us owners, all small business owners uh, wanted to figure out. So they have a bunch of programs. I'm fortunate to to to, to um, be a part of it and and. They they want me to do more collaborations to kind of support, you know, other businesses. So it's 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 great. I think it's it's one of the things that, and, and to come to find out that uh, a lot of Latino business owners and minority owners they don't have access to these programs, and and they don't have uh, a way to figure it out or or they don't know about it. So it's it's good that they they're reaching out to these small business owners, my, minority uh, uh, focused. So it's just like okay, now we're, we're it's time for for us to kind of unite and, and help each other out and, and grow. And that's about it for me this week. My Super Bowl meal was a pizza from my friends at Brooksy's, which I ate on my couch. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Rich? Uh, my sole Super Bowl event, of course, was that taste of the NFL. And I gotta say, the NFL tastes pretty good when you have <laughs> uh, all those uh, chefs around. It's not a cheap ticket. That's twelve hundred dollars a head what? to get into that thing. Oh but God. that is the money that. Yeah. is raised for a gen youth more than I think it was about 1.2 million wow. wow and it was not uh, in, in a, a lot of folks there so I just went around tasted a few things and talked to a few folks we recognize starting with uh, Chica's Lorena Garcia let me tell you I cannot be more happy to represent Chica and the culture of Latin America right here at the taste of the NFL the only nonprofit that the NFL has uh, for the weekend so super excited to showcase Latin cuisine. Did you try my empanadas? Tell me. Tell me what it is. So let me tell you what I have. It's a Wagyu short rib empanadas. The Wagyu short rib has been cooked in a birria consomme with chiles. And then I put a little bit of Oaxaca, Oaxaca cheese inside. A little bit of a spicy pico de gallo and onoto oil. Delicious. Nice well, and crispy. Let's find out here. Oh, golly, golly, golly. Uh-huh. Some serious beefy goodness in there. Right, right. It has a lot of depth. The cheese is there, but it's not overwhelming the meat. It's very important that you have that balance of the cheese with the consomme, with the beef. Everything has to make sense. Have you done these before, the Taste of the NFL? Actually, yes. It's my second one. I did uh, my first one in New Orleans, and now I'm so happy and, and, and grateful yeah. that I am here in Las Vegas, in my hometown from Chica, Las Vegas. Patrick Munster, yes, you've been on our show many times. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you serving up here? This is a uh, Snake River Farms New York strip steak, some Gouda cream spinach, a Cabernet reduction, and some shoestring potatoes. It's like the entire steakhouse in, in two bites. And yeah, yeah. I've seen people do it in one bite. All right, who are you? Andrew Pollard, Director of Mixology with the Venetian Resort Las Vegas. What are you making here? Today we're representing Sala 118, the jewel of the Venetian, our newest cocktail bar. We're making this Espana Negroni with Don Julio Primavera tequila, Paladar uh, Tempranillo finished Reposado tequila, and a Spanish vermouth. Oliver Dubril, what are you serving up today? Uh, today we are serving actually a Jack Salmon, which is a smoked salmon marinated in uh, Jack Daniels and a little bit of Guinness. As a Pacific Northwest guy who caught a lot of salmon and had it as pristine as possible, I'm always a little skeptical when people put a lot of stuff on salmon, but this looks like it might work. Yes, this, this one will work. It's actually uh, surprisingly uh, different because you have the consistency of the smoked salmon and yet you have the sweetness of the Jack Daniel reduction in the back end. A lot of the whiskey, and here comes the salmon. It sort of uh, takes a second. Yes, exa- exactly. Kapow! 
Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So really. Give a little twist. Yeah, the salmon dials down the whiskey as the whiskey enhances the salmon. Did I do that right? Yep, perfect, perfect, perfect combo. Along with the tickets, the event raised money with a silent auction of all kinds of NFL stuff. Big photos uh, of players signed by the players. Uh, The helmets were really nice with autographs of a famous player from that team. It looked like there was one from every all 32 teams, at least one from each team. Two bottles of old Rip Van Winkle bourbon <laughs> with a little value added to them. One had a picture of uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, on the top. And the oh, other had wow. a picture with the uh, noted singer-songwriter Taylor Swift. Maybe you've heard of her. <laughs> I, I've got to say, most things that you buy at charity auctions are never resale value for anywhere close to what oh, you yeah. pay. Right. And that's fine. That's the idea. Yeah. That's why you're there. But i got to think, man. Um, old Rip Van Winkle bourbon with the commemorating this yeah. Super Bowl. I got to think that's a, a thing that if you buy, that's going to have some serious oh, yeah. ass resale Now, value. reality check, it looked like the thing was sort of scotch tape on there. Yeah, that's okay, <laughs> the, though, The man. picture of Taylor and Patrick. Still be badass. Here's the thing. Yeah. A bottle of Old Rip is still really high in retail because yeah. the secondary market is just insane. Yeah. So yeah. if you're doing it for charity, you know it's up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a great Super Bowl hanging with my uh, friend Arlo White. He was coming down from three days of uh, the Live Golf Tournament. We know how Al feels about that. So, so, But the, 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 the basics of TV is doing six hours a day with no real breaks. He says he's developed uh, at least a four or five can a day Celsius energy drink habit. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And I brought yeah, him that's down. That's what happens we... when you get too old for a cocaine habit, yeah. man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I brought him down with a whole bunch of orangey cocktails at the Sand Dollar downtown at the Plaza. And we sat at the bar and watched the first half of the game. It was sort of noisy and fun and, and all of that. And then we realized we'd had about six of those things. Oh, my God. We got comp to come in, thanks to my friends at the plaza, and all of a sudden they get a $300 bar bill. (laughs) (laughs) We could have gone upstairs for 100 each for the all-you-can-eat stuff. There you go. Oh, well. But we had a good time there. And then we went over to Circa, which was packed everywhere. Oh, yeah. uh, But not downstairs at uh, Barry's Prime. We watched the second half uh, in uh, comfy swivel chairs in the bar, talked to a couple of... uh, Guys who work there, and uh, then later split a ribeye and some mashed potatoes and cream spinach. Wonderful stuff. First time I'd actually eaten even a small meal at Barry's. We did apps at the bar, which were really nice. And, Barry's and, is oh, fantastic. It is. Man. It is. It really is. I, and, I still have to give them another try. My my one and only was not good. Hmm. Oh, Sorry yeah. And yeah. the great thing about all that was indeed because of the hideaway nature of it, especially when there's ten thousand people one story up screaming. Fair enough. Cheering. Yeah, yeah, it fair was enough. really nice so to do that. Did you see any celebrities in there? Because Barry has a lot of sports stars. And we were really early. And, yeah. So we were out of there, you know, uh, an hour after the game ended. Mm-hmm. And, cool. and uh, I'm sure that's when everybody was coming in. Uh, earlier this weekend, I was joning, jonesing for a pastrami sandwich. And I uh, scored at my favorite bagel place, Life's a Bagel. You know, nothing fancy, just you know, good quality meat, caraway, wine, uh, mustard, Russian dressing, coleslaw on the side, and it scratched my itch, I have to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tuesday, we had a power outage. Oh, no. So we had power outage therapy. <laughs> Somebody ran into a power pole on West Cheyenne uh, at 4 in the morning. Oh, God. So we woke up to no power. And they said, oh, 12.30 and 2.30 and 5.30 and 7.30. And finally, about a little after 9, the power came back. So I went down to uh, good old uh, Natalia's Secret Kitchen. Oh, Got oh, me yeah. some Love chicken that. basil, three on the one to five scale, the zero to five scale, which was perfect. Of and heat. Then, of heat. Of heat, yes. And then um, uh, drunken noodles, one on the zero to five scale. And that was perfect balance between the two. Some tum yum soup. And uh, we had a good time, and then the power came back on, and all is right with the world How again. would you describe the location of Natias for people? It I'm- is on Lake Mead, just east of uh, Rampart. Okay. It's in a strip mall that also uh, includes the former location of T- Natias, which is Arome, which I talked about last week, right. having the Bronzino. They moved around the corner, and right across the parking lot from there is Ula La French Cuisine, so it's all sort of in there. There's a couple of other little spots at a pizza place called Red Rock Pizza that's okay. And a Belgian woman who runs almost single-handedly a little sandwich breakfast shop at cool. Nani's. It's all in that thing. And a computer shop and a nail shop and an insurance <laughs> agency and a pediatrician. All, you know, usual suburban strip mall stuff. Right. Cool. Okay, next up, Gemini, because um, Adam's getting ready to join us. The food's arriving yeah. at the table. I don't want to rush you at all. No, but where, not at where all. Where are you even eating? 
Well, since we last recorded together, I hit some faves, uh, including Double Zero Pie and Pub in this shopping center um, with nightcaps right here at the Golden Tiki that same night. Uh, and, you know, I missed Bono that night by <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, we called early because both John and our guests had to work there early the next morning. And then, of course, I see the social media and it was even my waitress in the photo. I'm like, damn it. But uh, there you go. Yeah, the YouTube guys, we're going to hear about that later. Um, by the way, I'm eating a sandwich. Yeah, while do start. it. Um, yeah, the YouTube guys were here. We're going to hear about that from Adam later. A little That's po- awesome. pulled pork action. A little pulled pork, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we also tried, I don't know how to pronounce this, so forgive me. I think it's San Juan, S A N W A A N. It's the new pop up experimental kitchen uh, that Bank Achuan is doing. Uh, he's the one, of course, who opened Lamai and recently stepped back. Adam about- just showed up with five feet of food oh, for us. Oh, it's a surfboard filled anyway. with food yeah, please in addition get some to the other stuff. Of all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so Sorry, you were talking about Banks Place. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. So we went in. Yeah, it's a new place by Bank. And, um, you know, he had posted on social media he was stepping away from Lamai, but to look forward what he was going to do next. And he's already doing it. Um, so we went in, and it's inside a place called the Patio Wine Garden on Decatur and Hacienda. We tried the homemade spicy sausage, the enoki mushroom tempura, crispy shrimp cakes with plum sauce, and a crispy pork belly between the three of us. We had a bunch of cocktails, and the food and the cocktails were divine. You could taste the layers, you can taste the complexity of flavors, uh, but all in beautifully simple presentations where the food and the drink were the star. I messaged Bank afterwards to tell him how much we loved it. It, and he said to come back because he's always changing things up. So I'm suggesting a field trip. Oh, I'm dealing with a field right. trip. I'll get my permission slip signed. There you go. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, you know, and, and as we know, uh, I wasn't here last week. I was hit hard with whatever that plague was. So um, I did make a vat of chicken and mushroom soup from a super deep and delicious fresh stock. Uh, but we all also ordered some takeout um, from Palette Tea Lounge and Dim Sum, which I know that you went to um, right before. I think it was the same yeah. day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to say we really enjoyed it. The lobster hagao was the dumplings were light but super flavorful. The soup dumplings were slightly anemic but still delicious, and everything was really good. I'm happy to see the accolades it's been getting from Foodie Friends, and I'm looking forward to going in in person. Um, and as soon as I was assured I wasn't contagious anymore, I got the hell out of the house. Uh, I said I wasn't going anywhere near the strip on Super Bowl weekend, which I defined as Wednesday to Wednesday around the <laughs> yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going three times. So the first visit, we're was, all suckers for that, man. We claim oh I'm going to stay with yeah. so all much. that, and then we all end up at every <laughs> fucking thing we get invited to. Because we're, you know, I once had a friend that we used to say of her, she'd go to the opening of a paper bag. Oh right, yeah. Yep. I'm kind of turning into that bit of a whore myself. <laughs> at some point. Right, I always have FOMO if I don't go. I know myself. Uh, so the first visit was to Rich's side of the foodie world, fast food. Whoa. Um, I went to the brand new, and I have to say gorgeous, Whataburger and Perry's Pizza collaboration on the boulevard at the Waldorf Astoria. And I need, still need to post all my food pics. I posted a bunch of like vibe pics and talked about it. But I can just tell you it was delicious. We tried two burgers, including a wonderful hatch green chili combination that's only available in Las Vegas. We tried a patty melt that had great sauce and onions. I love that I can hear you guys eating. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear us chewing. You can hear each napkin. I love it. And that's how fucking good it that's is. That's right. That we're just not stopping. Um, he's put f- down enough food here that he's pretty much I know, ruined it's the... it's insane. I can't wait. He's ruined the profit margin for this day. <laughs> <laughs> golden tiki. Um, we tried the fries, which, I mean, they were fine. They were fries. You know, they yeah. were good. They were crispy because they were fresh. We're at um, Whataburger. They were right? the sort yeah. of, yeah, they were the sort of skinny fries that I know are not your favorite, no. Rich, but they were really good. Um, what I liked about the chocolate shake is that it actually tasted like real chocolate. Like, I find that most fast food shakes taste like that medicinal puree or whatever they put in the machine. Yeah. This did not taste like that at all. Um, and then from the Perry's pizza side, we tried a couple of pizzas. One of them is called the Lost Vegas. It's got some jalapenos on it. Um, they brought us some meatballs that were more tender than they had a right to be. Wings that were super crispy on the outside, perfectly moist on the inside. Um, a platter of these sweet dough balls, which is basically the pizza dough with sweet dipping sauce for dessert. I, I stewed those because I was getting full on everything else, but I enjoyed the thin crust of the pizzas. Um, the toppings go all the way to the edge. I mean, everything was put together really well. And as luck would have it, I had a chance to talk to the CEO of Whataburger, Ed Nelson, 
on why they chose to do the first ever collab for either of these brands and why do that collab here in Vegas. So this is a vision of Andrew Churn. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal franchisee who has got a vision to bring Whataburger and Perry's, the best burger and the best pizza in one, one location to Las Vegas. He is so excited and it is such an honor to be part of his vision and to, and to have Whataburger with him in this, in this great city. And so you have over a thousand stores? We have a thousand and four right now. A thousand and four. And this is our 15th state. This is our first, state, first store in Nevada. It's number 1,004, and it's, again, the 15th state that we've opened up. And can you tell me, or do I have to ask the chef, about the special Vegas-only burger with the green hatch chilies? <laughs> the, I can tell you. So, so green chilies are only west, El Paso, Phoenix, the west parts of the country. Our green chilies are phenomenal, and you have them in Vegas, and people crave those. Every time I come close enough to a store that's got green chilies, I eat green chilies on the grilled chicken, on the double meat. They are unbelievable. And try them on a taquito. So good. Okay. So good. My second trip to the Strip, as we've talked about already, is I did go to Toast on Saturday night by Tostitos. The traffic was horrible, but yeah. the experience was worth it. I'm just going to leave it at that since we've already talked about that. Yeah. Um, and then Monday, uh, we went to the Knights game. And so snacks abound. I don't even remember what we had. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were in one of the clubs, which is really nice because uh, we had corporate tickets and just really enjoyed it. But I want to also mention, I was craving ramen yesterday, so I decided to try Silver Lake Ramen just down the street on Arvel and Spring Mountain near Sparrow and Wolf. Um, I got the garlic truffle base. I really enjoyed it. The pork, ch the pork chasu on the, uh, in the soup was a little too thick and chewy, but everything else was super fresh and flavorful. And so far in town, they probably have my favorite ramen eggs. The middles are perfectly custardy and just go really well with the soup. And yeah, I was super happy with that. Alrighty. And you can tell that. Remember when we did the pilot episode at a Polish restaurant, and I said, "Yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna record us eating," and you yeah. said, "No, no, we're not gonna do that." <laughs> no, that's not a good idea. But All you right. kind of push for it. Anyway, what's up next, Rich? Coming up in the news: some controversy over a Super Bowl party, a new Wolfgang Puck restaurant is now serving, and an oyster bar rebrand. But first, it is the superstar of the Golden Tiki, Adam Rains. This is Food and Loathing. And as we promised, joining us now, Mr. Adam Rains and... And oh, man, I'm still swallowing there, man. <laughs> half, half the food available on yeah. Spring Mountain Road is right here in front of us, in the dark, in the back of the Golden Tiki. Adam Rains, of course, one of the most well-known um, barmen in Las Vegas long before the Golden Tiki opened. It's a guy that I saw at every bar, and when people were designing their bar programs, they always had, had him out. And you, then suddenly you became the grand poobah of booze here at the Golden Tiki, and I don't think anybody makes more tiki drinks and cooler tiki drinks no in the way. world than this guy and i mean a serious barman's barman who um who knows not to take himself too seriously but to take the drinks very fucking seriously adam welcome thank you for having us here man man this i'm here with food and loathing in las vegas <laughs> i've listened to you but now we're in the flesh this is amazing yeah. right now yes we love it man and thank you for bringing all this food first of all you brought some cocktails you also brought some mocktails so i'm gonna hit the mocktail side of that what do we have that i could choose from yeah so we have the uh on the left uh, we have the duder boy swizzle that is uh with a a cold brew there's a touch of coconut cream a little bit of non-alcoholic chocolate bitters in there touch of soda water in there it just kind of like uh incorporates all the ingredients and lifts it a little bit and then the orange zest on top uh just kind of sings that high note on top and that yes it's named after my son it's my son's nickname so cool Duter boy and then there are the ruby rains that one is made with ruby red grapefruit ginger um, there's fresh lime juice and a little bit of pish oats in there. Mm. That sounds good to me, but I'm going to go with a little coconut first. Right? This Absolutely. One, this is the one that's, yeah, this cool. one. It has, it does and have a little about, caffeine in it. Uh, very, awesome. very high center yeah. of gravity on that, caffeine baby. Caffeine is good yeah. in this group. And then yeah. what about the boozy drinks that we're going to distribute between my booze drinking <laughs> friends? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So I Ubered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> 
smart. You've been here before. You played this game before. <laughs> um, we have the Black Betty. That one is kind of a spice rum sour. It has uh, Gosling's Dark. There's Betty Page spice rum. There's oh, five, you had me at Betty five Page. Spice. Yes. There's a little pineapple, a little aquafaba for the foam, black sea salt, fresh lemon. Um, Dig that one. And, of course, it has Amaro. I'm definitely known oh, as yeah. being the Amaro guy, even in Tiki. Yep. I I put uh, some Calabrian Amaro, the Vecchio Amaro, the Capo in that. Um, and then next to that is the Devil's Concubine. Oh, hello. Yeah. And that, yes, that's a nickname <laughs> for my dog, Lucky. So <laughs> we, keep it, we keep it personal. I, have a, I, was, I was about to say, oh, God, please don't say that's about you <laughs> named after your daughter. <laughs> please, please, please. No, thank you. Dog. Oh, my God. I already have the Ruby Reigns on the menu. So, yeah, we have to name one after the dog. But that is a, sort of a Brandy Alexander meets Pina Colada. Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. there, there's Brandy and Spice and Rum and Coconut Cream. And, ooh, we have some more wings God, on the way. This yeah. is a third different type of to wings. Death. Okay, so who wants the Amara drink? Me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I want to taste that. Oh, and I didn't even mention we have the boozy oh, one yeah. in, what the, is that? in the bunch. So uh, we've got a salad here that is blocking the booze. Yes. Oh, yeah. So this one <laughs> is, <laughs> and I have, over I have some. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have some share straws here. Awesome. Yeah. I just want to taste um, the rum barrel. Okay. So the, there's a version of a rum barrel in almost every tiki bar, and Nick Morningstar is one of our managers here. Um, he was like, why don't you have a rum barrel? Why don't you have a rum barrel? He kept asking me and asking me and asking me. So <laughs> I collaborated with him and said, shut up, Nick. This is Nico's rum barrel. And so that's just layers of rum, 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 and rum. There's four different types of rum in there. And uh, passion fruit and guava and grapefruit and little hints of spice in there. So it's definitely a boozy boy. Um, normally we light it on fire, but with everything going on here, <laughs> I didn't want and to. And Al's hair. I was going to say, yes. fire is your middle name in this joint. <laughs> man, oh man. Well, it's great. Um, the, the drinks I'm having, the, the, the mocktail I'm having is fantastic. You br the reason we're here is to talk about the new food menu primarily, but for people who haven't been to the Golden Tiki, right? I mean, it's been in the national news now because you two just showed up the other night. Um, so yes, there are a lot of people who may be hearing about the Golden Tiki for the only the second or third time now, right? If you live in Vegas and you drink, you've been here, right? Oh, That's yeah. just Have a fact of life. It's but required. For the, those who haven't, this is probably the most intense tiki bar I've ever been in. I mean, it, it pisses on the one at Disneyland, right? right. <laughs> it, has like, it has a Disney kind of vibe, yeah. though, and all this. Could you explain a bit about what you got going on over here? Coming. Absolutely. We're in the, you know, we're in a, a busy Chinatown strip mall and then you walk in and you don't know what to expect. So you walk into that cave first, sensory deprivation, you yeah. Pirates Airlock. of the Caribbean, right? And then you open that second door and then just all the lights and you see the we have animatronic birds, many homages to Disney. Like Brandon used to say, it's like Uncle Uncle Bob's Dirty Disneyland. Um, <laughs> but you see, yeah, that is the perfect description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's like starry skies. You'll see the ceiling looks like a starry sky. There's there's water features. We are fully haunted. There's loads of shrunken heads all over. Um, and it's a 24-hour tiki bar, which doesn't exist outside of Las Vegas, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. I'm definitely and, and sure. And in a town where... We claim to be a 24-hour town, but let's be honest, you know, most of what happens late at night in this town is just, you know, PTs, right? And you head in a video poker machine, and that's it. Like, the, Vegas does kind of close down. doesn't have as much after hours as it did when I moved here 20 years ago. Fair but enough, This yeah. is a place that I feel like you can roll into at 4.30 in the morning, and you, you're still going to, you know, it's you're, you're not going to feel, gonna feel like you walked into an empty PTs and everybody's just sitting down. You still have a party all around the clock I yeah mean, it really seems to happen here around the clock absolutely like we'll have bands that start at 2 a.m you know like the swank bastards start at 2 a.m sometimes well, yeah. late night djs what a and great throwback to old vegas we all heard these stories about guys playing 26 shows a night you know right. <laughs> <laughs> in the bar at the sands absolutely and and i love that we we're again you know we're loved by tourists locals but then the service industry which is like yeah you know they're the lifeblood of our our town so you'll get like the restaurant workers kind of get off at 11 or 12 and they come in and then you'll have some club workers or bar workers get off at two then there's a wave of them that come in and then the strip club workers then the, <laughs> the graveyard people and then so it's always a it's a huge mix eclectic mix of people and uh, that's the fun thing is that you can be next to a bus boy of a restaurant next to a lady of the night next to a 
you know, a vice president of a casino. So it's it's all yep. over the place. And it, it is an all-hour spectacle, as was once written about us. Um, but it wasn't a nice – it wasn't nicely written, but <laughs> – But you I liked that phrase. I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah. And the thing is, right, like this could not properly be defined by anybody's standard as a dive bar but for the, because it's no. just nice. But for those of us who like dive bars, who like that, it's always dark in there. Yeah. It yeah. Always, yeah. You always feel like you could be a degenerate totally 24 hours a day. Like it is appealing to those of us who Absolutely. like dive bars, even though it's so much more elevated than that. And that's, that's a hard thing to do, man. And I love that you guys are able to cross that line. Cause we, we love dive bars too. I love bars. That's why there's, there, there's a, there's a beauty in a dive bar for sure. So it, it is something, you know, like, you know, there's loads of places in Vegas. Sand dollar does that well as well. It keeps it the dive bar, cred but then there's also like elevated bar program absolutely so yeah, we, yeah we definitely try to do that you know so and, and new food menu now this yeah, is yeah, so let's, here. let's talk about some of this please because i mean there's this surfboard of food in front of us there's three types of wings there's this salad i'm eating shrimp. a beautiful pork pulled, pulled pork, pork slider. slider some shrimp um, that are easy nice and what is that potato pork, salad by the way Yes, it's a Mac salad, like Mac a traditional salad. style, Can't tell from like here. Hawaiian, Hawaiian Mac salad. Yep. Yes, and then the crab rangoons as well. <gasps> oh yeah, baby. Oh. <laughs> One of our chefs used to be his name was Chef Rangoon, so I think <laughs> it was actually invented in Las Vegas. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But There's a lot of stories he, about that. He says, um, yeah. And then our sticky fingers are always classics. But on the surfboard, I love it's a huge, it's a good amount of food, and it's just fun. And then those those ribs, those char suey ribs. That's yeah. actually a recipe from Chef Sheridan Sue. Oh, that he God, gave yes, to us. we love him. Yeah, he's got flavor in his fingers, and, yes. and I love everything yeah. he does. And it, those in particular, out of our small kitchen, um, they bang out some amazing ribs, yeah. texture wise, and they're sweet and they're heat. Anybody of a certain age who regrets the mostly demise of Trader Vic's, which used to be worldwide. Come to the Golden Tiki. And, oh my uh, God! Okay. Where are you? What are you trying to do to I'm us? Oh, I see. Crab <laughs> oh yeah, me. Oh, you're over, serving yeah. up the Rangoons. Well, handed uh, to me. So forget I'm every just bad thing I ever it. said about you, Eric. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got the third batch of wings, and this one's spicy. Yeah. Yes. This we, one is spicy. Yeah, we have a few different flavors. The teriyaki lime is is kind of the sweetest. There's a spicy black sesame honey. That might be the one that you have because that is our most spicy. The peachy pepper has a good amount of tang to it a little bit of fruit and a little mm. bit of heat um the jerk and then but I, I love the five spice the five spice just tingles it tingles not so much spice on the front but that tingle on the finish yeah and that's the one right there very cool man um by the way so you know we talked a little bit about it but while i've got you here what the hell went down with you two rolling in here the other night man were you here for that and what was that scene like sadly i was not here i, I had been gone for a few hours because they rolled in about one or two in the morning and i guess uh someone at the sphere someone that works at the sphere said hey you have to go check out the golden tiki i know a place that's fun late night you can go anytime and it's fun and yeah they came in and uh we pretty much gave them this back room because this back room was emptying out by two it was two or so um and yeah they were so gracious so nice i mean they obviously know they're you too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They've yeah. time to absorb that over the yeah. decades. They know how they know how people react to them, but they were just they were so cool and they love the bar. Um, we're talking about doing shrunken heads for them, so hopefully we can get them back and do a shrunken head. Wow. Even with for the mouthful of food, I'm gonna say that would be so awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so damn cool. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, you know, that's uh, you're into fire marshal territory then when that uh, ceremony happens. Oh my god, no kidding. <laughs> that's yeah, I got a feeling you're gonna keep that secret until the last <laughs> minute when that happens. Yes, absolutely. Well sometimes we have to do that. Like when, but when Aaron, Paul, and Brian Cranston were here, we oh, we yeah. promoted oh, yeah. that one a little bit, and that yeah. was just that one was just another mega highlight for me too. You Talk know? a bit about the Shrunken Head program, because I always say that you know I know I'm never going to win like any real awards, but um, that's the coolest fucking. But you award have a I Shrunken ever. Head. I've got, I got a Shrunken right. Head at I the Golden Tiki, amazing. and that makes me feel like a badass, <laughs> man. And you are, you know, it's um, it, it is something that we do to honor people that are big in the Las Vegas community, or the Tiki community, or the booze community or people that we like, friends of the bar. Um, also, all, all the employees kind of work towards that as a goal. After five years, you can get your head shrunk. Nice. Oh, nice. So, yeah, and it's an uh, artist named Terry Barr um, who lives in Wyoming. He used to work for the Smithsonian. Now he's retired and just makes these pieces of art 
only for us. He won't make them for anyone else, um, which is really cool. And throughout the years since I've been here, they just keep getting better and better and better. And, I, and uh, I've got to say, like when when you did it for me, I, I was blown away. I mean, you've got the tattoos on the back of my head. I mean, I don't know. And you didn't. It's not like you called me and asked me to send you stuff. Like you kind of did this, and it, it was just fucking great, man. I, I I loved it. And there's so much detail on a lot of these people's shrunken heads, and that's what's so much fun about it. Because you're like, oh, I recognize that guy. Or like, oh, there's John Katz over there. There's Carrot Top or something, you know. And it just you know, I know you got Vinnie Paul and you know, great Las Vegans in here. So again, I'm humbled. To, to be among them but and such we, a cool we didn't program. tell you we didn't tell you uh how we got those pictures we we snuck into your house <laughs> took the picture sue almost wo- woke up so. i mean i just <laughs> assumed i passed out here one night and you just measured me because <laughs> that could have happened too man um and speaking of billy crud you have a uh, sorry this is also this is shrunken head related right your new mug release on february 24th could you tell me about that Yes, yeah, so Billy uh, Billy Crud is our our carver for the Golden Tiki. He's done most of the carvings yeah. in, in, in here. Um, great artist and friend, and uh, he he uh, made he made a really really cool tiki carving, um, and it is it, it is probably about four feet tall, two feet wide. It's right near the front door. You guys probably walked past it. Um, and uh, it's just a great design, and we uh, sent it to Holden. Tiki farm to uh, um, holding a tiki farm to to sculpt for us, and it has just a great ergonomic feel, and it looks so cool. It like hits the mark on a lot of levels, and, and we love that it's our guy. It's it's our Billy. Yeah. It's our crud. Yeah, you know? yeah, awesome. and uh, yeah, we have that release coming up, and then next week is that going to be? Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Is that going to be a charity mug like normal, or is it just going to be? It's going to the Billy Crud charity. Nice. No, yeah. <laughs> no um, this one, this one is just was made for a golden tiki. The costs are pretty high when yeah. you make a custom mug. We do the charity mugs, and we're starting again next month. Awesome. With doing those, um, those are usually we'll we'll get mugs either from a brand. Okay. We work on donations to kind of get the most for the charity. But, Absolutely. But uh, this one, yeah, this will just be a fun event and a way to to honor our guy. And, that is and so cool. And people, peep, there is a. Tiki mug obsession with some people. So oh yeah, it's, oh, it's a collector thing. I don't you know? have room for it, but I'm I'm one of them. Like if I just bring stuff home all the time, and John just looks at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we gonna put that? I love glassware, barware, and so the tiki mugs, especially the ones here, and especially like I said with the charity stuff. Like I love coming in and finding out what that is every month. Yeah, is that um, a monthly or a bi-monthly charity cocktail with mug that you guys do? It's a bi-monthly. It used to be monthly, but then it was just it was too much to have to you know get the mug pay the charity like figure everything out make mm-hmm. new recipes get the product it was it was a lot so two months that way we can be more impactful with it and really spend more time with how with do you guys charity. feel about the sometimes bastardization of the term tiki bar i think of two places here in town the folks up in charleston is big owls which has been there forever and ever and respect and it's cold it's dark Frankie's, and it's that yeah. dive bar and all that Frankie's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Frankie's. And then there's this dipshit place over on in Resorts World, which mostly I love, <laughs> the the Asian bar that was connected to the upscale Asian restaurant. They decided to make it a tiki bar, and they got like two surfboards and a couple of splashes of green paint and called it a tiki bar and put a couple of tiki tape. Uh, is that, the one is that the one that had okay. the speakeasy in it? Hold on. No, no. no. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to stick up for the Golden Monkey over there at Golden Resorts Monkey, World. Yeah. Because here's, here's my thoughts on Golden Monkey Please. at Resorts World. If you go in there because you're looking for like the coolest tiki bar in Las Vegas and you drive all the way to Resorts World for that, <laughs> yeah, well. then you're probably not going to be, you know, no. certainly no Shame Golden on Tiki. You or but me. <laughs> it's a hotel bar. At its very base, it's off of a hotel lobby. That's fair. Yeah. It's in a hotel restaurant, which is off of Genting Palace. And for a hotel bar, if you were staying in that hotel and you would the kind of person that you go to a lobby bar, that you go to a yeah. center bar, that is a very good bar. The drinks there are good. They're reasonably priced for the strip for what you would pay for a tiki bar on the strip and i think as a tiki themed hotel bar it is actually a very good bar but if you want to put it up with golden tiki i don't know that anybody yeah. else is going to compare no. to that you know all right i've been no, chastised I, mean, this, this I feel is- shame i'm going over to the corner here <laughs> no i mean i think it's just fair to set people's expectations properly absolutely you know? and i also happen to think that um the p moss is 
um, Frankie's Tiki oh. Place is a fucking classic oh, Las absolutely. Vegas bar. No, no. You know? oh, yeah. and, and it does have a tiki theme. It just yeah. feels more closer to the double down with the tiki yeah. theme. Yeah. This is Disney. Where we are right now is yeah. Disney World with a tiki theme. Yeah. The other one's a hotel bar with a tiki theme. <laughs> and the other one is a dive bar with a tiki yeah, theme, right? I, okay. And like, yeah, yeah, within yeah. that, I feel that they're all justifiable tiki but bars. Disney. But this is just like make Disney. Sure, make yeah. sure we're clear on that. <laughs> but I just answered, you know, okay. I just jumped in there. But what do you think about the other tiki bars in town? No, yeah. no, that's great. I mean, well, speaking to the golden monkey tiki, um, <laughs> I, I think I've had some good drinks there. Like, if the, you know, depending on what bartender's working, like, there, there's some good drinks. And I like it's it's elegant in there. Um, they, they could. They could sparse, you know. They could bring. It's a little bit sparse, but yeah. they could bring a little bit more to it that way. Um, but Al, you said a, a lot of things are correct. It's if you set the expectation, I think it, it's fine. The only kind of issue I'll be nice about it is just the Google search issue. <laughs> them calling it Golden, Golden Monkey, Monkey Tiki, Tiki. Yeah. Yeah. Golden Tiki. Yeah, like yeah. You put the Google search, or <laughs> or you tell the taxi driver, and who knows where you're going to oh, go. Yeah. So but maybe that's smart on their end. You so know? when you show up at a place to that, are the bartenders going, oh, shit, it's Adam. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, sometimes if I know the bartenders, I, I usually get recognized just because our bartending community is so small it in is. Las Vegas. Yeah. So we're, we've all worked together in by one or two degrees of separation back in the day. But um, but yeah, I, I like their Frankie's. Frankie's is great. It's classic. It's, it's uh, you know, it's... I have their recipe book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it looks just like a place in my hometown uh, of Portland, Oregon, the Alibi. Oh, I love that bar. Yeah. <laughs> alibi I figured you'd have been fun. there. Yeah, and I'm great burgers. I'm going to tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to have to go to the there Alibi. There you go. <laughs> it's great. Interstate <laughs> Avenue, just north of the Modison. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then some of the new, the newer kind of like tiki adjacent bars like stray pirates amazing stray pirate is a really oh, yeah. great yeah. bar Chris there's not a single there. tiki in there but it's, it's a hell of a bar yeah yeah, yeah. so they like tiki adjacent even like red dwarf is kind of tiki adjacent oh, yeah, absolutely. There. um they do a great thing i think there's room for all of them and yep. especially i i love rum bars in general like so i think rum is a noble spirit and uh it should be given given that love and so i love Having more rum bars creates that that rum family. Like Starboard Tack, yeah. love that yeah. bar. That's one of my favorite bars as well. You know, well, you know, you brought me to the last topic that I wanted to ask you about. So, um, thank you, rum. Okay, nobody knows rum better than you probably in this town. And I find that you know when I go into a, pl- there are very few places. That, that celebrate rum as a sipping spirit, right? A, a, that kind of thing. It's mostly a cocktail spirit. And I'm wondering, what are the basics of rum that people need to know if they really do want to start exploring rum? Because I know that there's, there's rum agricole, and there's, there's depending on what sugars it's made from and what country it comes from, there's a lot of different rules. I know you, we can't dig deep into it, but usually if I say, what are the basics of tequila, right? You can say, well, there's Blanco, Reposado, and Yeho. You right. learn those rules. It comes You're from this know space, something. and this yeah. is how or, it's roasted. And yeah, or go. what's sake? Well, I'll tell you what a jumai, a ginjo, and a daiginjo are, and at least I can get started, right? right? So what are the training wheel rules for learning rum? I think, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's the, the most diverse spirit, even even more than any whiskey, than any tequila. Like the, the flavor variants, just the range on it is insane. Uh, I would say kind of starting like thinking about that colonial tradition, because um, you think of there are kind of three, there's not three rum styles, but there's three main traditions on where everything disseminated from. So think of everyone that colonized the Caribbean. You know, the main ones were the English, the French, and the Spanish. And they all had different distilling traditions So on how things are made. And so you could say Spanish and English style are made from molasses. So they'll have, they'll have some similarities yep. there. And then French style is made from sugarcane juice. In general, so sugarcane juice is, you know, sugarcane is a grass, so it has grassy, more herbal notes. You can say, and those are like the rum agricole and rum agricole styles. Yep. And then, you know, English style tends to be a little bit richer than Spanish, but not necessarily. There's always like exceptions to the rule. But I would say, just knowing those three traditions and where they come from, then that's like a good start. And then you can go talk about all the different styles and up and down, up and down. And then you can kind of like. If you can kind of focus on one region, whether it's Guyana, whether it's Jamaica, whether it's Puerto Rico, and then start there and then 
let your knowledge grow from there. So I want to I want to add to this because I remember during um, the pandemic shutdowns when we couldn't come to your bar. Um, you did a thing, I think it was through Secret Burger, where we were able to pick up like this take-home stuff and some of it was like pre-made, you just had to put it in a jar. Um, but I, my friends will be the first to tell you, I'm the first person to say I'm not a rum person. Um, until you started doing more of these live things and you started giving us some education and you started mixing things with certain things and telling us how to drink rum. Are you planning on doing any more of those kinds of, whether a class here at the bar or online things? I mean, because I didn't drink, really drink rum until you. And you and I have had that conversation at the bar a long time ago. Are you going to do more of that kind of thing? You know, that's a good idea. We could do, we could do, we could do something like that. Yes. Definitely. I mean, we did start the Las Vegas Rum Club about six months ago. We've yep. had three or four meetings so far. We have one coming up next week with Max Solano. He's going to be with Tandaway Rum, which is from the Philippines. So that one is just an Eventbrite yep. uh, event. And so what we'll do is we'll have a welcoming cocktail. We have some little appetizers. Then we'll go through a tasting of a specific rum or rum style. And then we hang out. So um, What's the date on that? That one is the 19th of February. Okay, so cool. Monday. Okay, I'm sorry, 20th. Tuesday. Don't yeah. Okay. I don't have a calendar in front of me. <laughs> All good. Oh, man. Well, look, this has been great. I'm just going to give my first just initial thoughts on the food Please. we've eaten because yeah, we got to move I'm, on. We've got to get to our news segment. i got to say, first of all, the shrimp for in a bar, like just shrimp cocktail, yeah. like just done right, right? Like yeah. shrimp Perfect. cooked right in a bar. Yeah. You don't have that happen that often. No. So it's a simple dish. Did it really perfectly. Crab rangoons, man. I love it that you can really taste some crab oh, in there. I am you can so really in love taste with that them. seafood. And it's they're not, so crispy. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good um and the smokiness on this pulled pork is really oh. really good man it's not just a bunch of pork slathered in yeah. some you know barbecue yeah. sauce or something this is like a real you know great smoky pork so those are my favorites guys yep. any favorites so far um he mentioned the 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 five all spice five spice, five spice. Five spice. on the this the third batch of wings i grabbed that's the first one i tasted um i'm really enjoying that i still have to get into some other ones um remind me again what this is on the end this is our sticky fingers it's sticky in my, fingers what yeah is, sticky fingers they're little little chunks of chicken oh perfect oh, yeah. chunks of chicken like in like a my, my ploy with a little sriracha exactly and, okay yeah. awesome <clears throat> i forget okay. which wing it was uh definitely the rangoon and definitely that slider and you had the rib those. too as well I the rib was very nice, too. Nice. Cool. And okay. I noticed no one was uh, getting the salad. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> so do our salad yeah. thing, man. Uh, don't suck. worry. It'll, we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll get, get eaten. eaten. Don't yeah. you worry. And that's our tight crunch salad. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, Adam. Man, it's always great to see you. We really appreciate it. The news is next. This is Food and Loathing. It's time for the news, and oh man, I was just handed something. We this just in. Just in. Don the Beachcomber celebration here on February 22nd at the Golden Tiki. Lots of guest bartenders that they just told us about, um, including Christopher Gutierrez. Christopher Gutierrez. Yes, sorry, from Straight Pirate, and a whole bunch of names that sounded familiar when he was telling me, and now I just singed because I'm so Ramirez. Yeah. Yep. So that that's an awesome thing that they're doing here. <laughs> I will be at the Tool concert that night, but maybe I'll come by afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We're going to have to see. Um, okay, in the news, you all know that I've been making it a point to highlight the positive community-based events surrounding the Super Bowl. Because I believe that when these big events come to town and disrupt our city, the least they can do is give something back. And since I've been known to call out those who don't, I feel an obligation to mention those who do. Well... A little controversy here, of course. Um, one of the things I've been praising was Guy Fieri's decision to have many local restaurants that have been featured on his show participate in his 15,000-person tailgate party behind the link. Well, one of those restaurants did not have a good time, and they have gone public about it. So I'm going to read to you exactly what Yukon Pizza posted online. They say, quote, so Guy Fieri's tailgate was a bust. We sold 10% of the sandwiches we were told to prepare for this event. Turns out when major corporate sponsors offer up mountains of free food inside the tailgate, no one wants to buy food from the local vendors. We are disappointed in Guy Fieri. It's obvious he does. These are their words. It's obvious he doesn't care about the community of local chefs who worked extremely hard to prepare for this tailgate. A whole team of hardworking events people had to watch as customers ignored dozens of local restaurant booths. We're grateful to those for those who did stop by. We're going to turn this around and offer sausage sandos while they last. They went on to list their 
their hours and all of that. So first of all, of course, I feel for any local business Absolutely. where something like that happens. Yep. Um, I reached out to them to ask if they wanted to speak about it, and their rep told me they're not making any other public statements at this time, and they're waiting to see if the organizers get back to them. Okay. I also reached out myself to the event organizers and to their publicist. Um, they did not get back to me. One of those emails bounced that I was given, so maybe, you know, but the other one went through, and I have not heard back from the organizers. So... In order to try to be as fair as I possibly can, I texted a few other local restaurants to see if they were also unhappy. And their responses really varied. So I'm not going to tell you who said what because they don't, yeah, I don't want to who said the bad thing. They didn't go public with this, but I wanted to get an overall vibe. I did want to share that with you because I think it's the fairest that I could been. I can be here. Um, one restaurant said it was, quote, definitely slower than we prepped for, but overall it was fine for us personally. Adding, I've definitely done other festivals or concessions that fell way shorter than this. Another local business owner, however, said, I have never been part of an event like this. Super disappointed. Um, that person said they, quote, lost our butt. And compared it to Life is Beautiful the first year, which has oh. a very bad reputation that one year among local restaurants. Um, but in the end, the, the, even this, the second person chalked it up to, quote, another adjustment and made it a point to say that it was a great event for the people that came. And they seemed to be having fun. The attendees, of course. Yeah. And the final person I checked with told me, quote, the event was well organized. Yeah, it was not the sales everyone anticipated, but we very much appreciated the opportunity. Okay. So conflicting levels of disappointment and gratitude among the participants I spoke with. If anyone involved in the event wants to come on this podcast and share their story, I'm happy to have them. Absolutely. I'm not taking any sides because, honestly, I wasn't there, right? Like, yeah. And I don't know how these things it, – it sucks when it doesn't <clears throat> work out for people. And I'm sorry that the folks at UConn felt that way. I, I really – you know, I was feeling – I was very happy about the fact that the guy had invited all these people yeah. there. So um, I'm going to leave it at that because I don't have – I don't have a dog in the fight. I, don't, I right. wasn't there. I don't have a personal experience to share. Share, but I tried to be as thorough as I could getting people's reactions. Fair enough. Also, Kalista Oyster Bar in Red Rock is being renamed and reimagined. Yeah. It's now going to be known as Red Rock Oyster Bar and features some new men a new menu inspired by the dishes at the always packed Palace Station Oyster I Bar. I knew it. Yeah. So that means shucked oysters, gumbos, pan yeah. roast, all that stuff. I have to assume there will be less of a Greek and Mediterranean influence than it had previously had as, you know, being adjacent or yeah, yeah, adjacent yeah. to Naxos Taverna. Um, those changes, by the way, start Friday the 16th, the day this episode drops. They so. had, uh, there's a, an oyster bar at Santa Fe Station, I believe, that looks like the one at Palace Station. It's yeah. not open quite yeah. the hours. It's only open a and few it's, hours, it's not good, 24. It's but it's not as good as Palace. So I think fair. it's like just as good as Palace, and I don't have to wait on a line. I like yeah. the one fair. at Santa Fe. I haven't done the one at um, Durango yet, but there's another one there yeah. as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. But this, you, I, I can't fault this at all i've seen Callisto. i've eaten there a couple yeah, of times and it's I, been I fine it. but it didn't have I, I was you know i see oyster bar and i think palace station and all those things i, do. I mean i think they unfortunately yeah. got caught up in the fact that las vegas oyster bar had really become this pan roast yeah i you know that kind of thing i love and, the pan roast and, and people are all about that and i actually love Callisto. i love that it was a different kind of oyster bar but and i can also understand the fact yep. that if you are station casinos you have one of the most famous oyster bars with a lot of outposts then why wouldn't you put yeah. it in a station casino as that concept? Yeah. So I can Especially get it. Especially your flagship uh, location, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not, you know, like, uh, it is what it is, and look, there's still going to be oysters. So it sounds like a field happy. trip. Yeah. sounds yeah. like another research trip we yeah. got to do. <laughs> Uh, Locale Kitchen, Locale Italian Kitchen is going to, and that's over in the southwest, of course. Yep. actually more like um, Mountain's Edge. Yeah. Gateway to Pahrump. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, all that. Um, they're going to host a Wagyu and Whistle Pig experience wow. on Thursday, February 22nd. Five courses, each with a pour of whiskey or a whistle pig cocktail. Um, I spoke with I spoke with them about it. Who did I speak to? Andy. I spoke with Andy over there uh, <laughs> about that, and just about an hour ago as we got here. And here's what he had to say: It's an amazing dinner. We just did it in Dallas. Uh, it's five courses that are paired uh, with wagyu beef from Texas and around the Southwest, and then we also pair that with whistle pig. Five different types of whistle pig uh, whiskey. So, Can you run down a couple of those courses for me? Sure, yeah. Uh, first, we do a uh, a steak tartare with uh, that's uh, finished off with a balsamic cured egg, which is really cool. It's uh, paired with a whistle pig tenure. We have a brisket and foie gras ravioli, which we do here at the restaurant already. It's paired with some wild huckleberries, and uh, we finish it off with a little table uh, tableside foie gras snows, kind of just microplane uh, foie gras, really cool stuff. Uh, paired with a whistle pig uh, piggyback rye. 
Uh, and we do that with a Manhattan, as a Manhattan. Uh, and then our third course is my favorite course is the uh, Wagyu tallow uh, Parmesan rind uh, aged New York strip. So we take a whole New York strip and then we age it in, in its own tallow. And then we also age it in a Parmesan rind. So we wash it with Parmesan, put the tallow on top of it, and it sits in the tallow for about 30 days. So it imparts this really cool, cheesy, kind of fatty uh, texture to the to the beef. It's awesome. Um, and then we're going to pair that with a smoked old-fashioned with the Whistle Pig Farm Stock Rye. And how much is the price? Where can people get tickets if they don't have them already? Sure, $150 per person. That includes all the courses and the uh, the Whistle Pig uh, pairings. And they, they can order uh, through the uh, through by calling 702-330-0404 or going to Open Table. And congrats go to the Wolfgang Puck Group who managed to soft open, is it Karama? Karama. Karama in Mandalay Bay in time for the Super Bowl. It's an Italian restaurant inspired by Puck's mother in the space that formerly held Puck's Lupo. And while we haven't been in yet, the media photos of the food look astoundingly good. Like, talk about field trip, guys. <laughs> yeah. And- I, I, I'd never got more <laughs> likes of photos that I posted and they weren't mine right right? (laughs) it happens professional photographers that shit looks good man and uh, Bruno Mars officially opened his new Bellagio bar Pinky Ring oh that sounds appropriate over Super Bowl weekend so we're we're gonna have to check that out as well we've got uh, most all the way to summer now with field trips don't we (laughs) Uh, that's about it for this week thanks to all our guests including Adam Raines right here where you never have to talk about his flair uh, DJ Flores, Rob Catchell Reese, uh, Lorena Garcia, Patrick Munster, Andy. Um, Andy Hooper. Um, and, yeah, and all that stuff. And, 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 and uh, others. Like lots of other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, we don't have the list done that well. Um, and honestly, before we go, a private note for our team. I'm not going to go into detail from our team here because this is just something that we're all stunned and surprised with. So excuse me for just being a little vague. And all I'm just going to say right now as I try to deal with this is um, rest in peace, John. Yeah. Um, man, there's yeah. so much that I've done over the past three years that I could not have gotten done without your help. And, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because yeah. that is just something. And, yeah, still private. Yeah. yeah. At this point, it's still being kept private. Yeah. But I had to say that because, yeah. God, rest in peace, man. And on that note, on behalf of Gemini and Rich Johnson, I'm Al Mancini thanking you for listening and reminding you to stay hungry.